In today's podcast, I sit down with my friend and coach, Aaron Chua, with the Tom Ferry Network. We're going to have an event October 27th. You're all invited. Make sure to RSVP at RSVP at RoneyVall.com. We're going to talk about what we're going to do for real estate agents at the event. And if you're struggling in your business and you want some pointers, listen to the podcast. But even more importantly, come to the event itself. If you go to the event, you enter into a raffle and you can win a free 30-minute private one-on-one session with Tom Ferry himself. I'll see you at the event. All right, Aaron, you made it back to the Baja. Glad to be home. I wanted you to, you know, it's right before a hurricane. To, tonight, tomorrow, the hurricane's going to, Norma is going to come through. I wanted you right before the hurricane because next week on Friday, we're having a special event for real estate agents. For those of you that don't know who Aaron Chua is, Aaron, can you tell everyone what you do for a living? Sure. Uh... Nice to meet everybody. Uh, my name is Aaron Chua. I'm a coach, speaker, and uh, team mastery coach for Tom Ferry. Uh, I have, in the past I've owned mortgage companies, real estate companies, both uh, all around the U.S. with thousands of employees. And uh, I'm Nick's personal coach. And the and, and the team. And the team. They're excited that you're in town, and I wanted to recreate a little bit of what we did uh, with Tom back in May. And that was a very successful event where probably 150 agents, I'm hoping to get 200 agents um, on Friday to come out to Rancho Gasparino. It's one of our beautiful beachfront listings, and it's a great setting um, for real estate agents to get ready for our high season. As you know, the high season starts at the end of October beginning of November, and it goes for five, six months, really strong. But what I've seen in the last two months in our real estate market, tell me if this is happening in the States, but there's been a slowdown. And interest rates over several months um, have been increasing. So what is it in your opinion, because you coach over 70 clients, what should real estate agents be doing today to be prepared for this new market? I think that's a great question. I think we've definitely seen a slowdown in real estate agent, in real estate across the, the board. I have clients in Prague and Africa and Australia, but predominantly in the USA. But my agents that are doing the activities that they need to do in order to keep the business that they, that they expect, they're not slowing down. So you know, Tom's got a famous saying that, you know, what you did before is not going to get you and what got you there is not going to get you here in the new year. And he's right. So, you know, in a market that has historically, let's say, slowed 30% because of a lack of inventory in the U.S., my agents that have increased their their prospecting and increased their marketing and stepped up, they're on par or even above par this year because they've done the activities that they need to. You know, when you, when you add on top of that 30% of the agents you know, NAR says they're going to leave the industry this year, and I think already 20% have. You know, there's a gap and some openings for quite a bit more business if you're doing the activities. Right. Most agents, I, I hate to say it, crawl under their desk and cry mm-hmm. and complain and, and don't focus on learning the skills and doing the, the efforts that they need to do to stay busy. 
We've been getting contacted by new agents, people that don't have real estate experience wanting to get started in the industry. Um, I really think this event's going to be good for them also because um, I think, like you were saying, maybe 30% of the existing real estate agents leave the industry because they're not making the money that they thought they were going to make or what they actually did make over the last few years. But then you have a new blood, a new, um, a new birth of real estate agents. What would you give in terms of advice for someone that wants to get into the industry but has no real estate experience? I'm, listen, it's, it's, it's really simple for most real estate agents, new, old. You know, we have what's called fading winners. We have young, aggressive agents. But if you do the activities, if you join a team, per se, you know, because and you are held to a higher standard and you do the activities that you need to do every day, whether it's prospecting, whether it's social media, whether it's video, you're going to be busy. And, and I would tell most of my agents that starting today is the best time to start, because if you start today in a market that we're in today and you become successful in your first year, your 12 or 24 months, as our market changes and gets better, you're going to be very successful. You know, we have a mortgage company back in the States and we've been we've been getting ready to launch a new product. And the people are, that I'm talking to are like, well, how, why would you do that now? And I'm like, because if we can be successful now, when the when rates come down, we're going to dominate. Right. You know, it's it's there's there is there is business to be had today if you are disciplined and if you're working with the right team. Right. OK, so if I, I actually agree with you, because most companies are birthed in a down market. There's more opportunity. When people are leaving, you want to go the opposite way. You want to enter into the market. And it's important to start off on the right foot if you don't have that experience. And so teaming up with people that have the experience, surrounding yourself around people that can educate you and you can learn from is really important. And so that's what we're hoping to recreate or create uh, come Friday at Rancho Gasparino. So not only um, the ultra-experienced real estate agents, medium experienced, even the non-experienced, people that aren't real estate agents. Mm -hmm. um, where, if you're a real estate agent or aspiring agent, what would you say are the key characteristics that you must have to be successful? You know, for the key characteristics for a successful agent just is the drive to stay active. Right, the, the the ability to do the activities that you need to do and not get lazy. Mm -hmm. So I, I would say if you are able to manage time and hold yourself to a higher standard, you're going to be successful in this industry. New, medium, old, all of them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very, very common for the older agents to fade and, and like I said, become a fading winner. You know, somebody who has a lot of success and and they're just like, well, I'm not willing to do all these things anymore because I should, I deserve more. And they have to learn the hard way. You have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough and they get to the very bottom mm -hmm. and then they start doing the activities that they need to do. They start learning, they're, they're studying and, and they become busy again. Mm -hmm. But it's the same for a brand new agent. Learn the market as well as you can. Learn your skills to the top of your ability mm -hmm. and hold yourself or be held accountable by your team or your team leader or even your spouse mm -hmm. or with some of you, your coach. Right. How important is having a mentor or coach, in your opinion? If you're new, it's it's crucial, right? Because you don't, you know, there's these four levels of learning, this unconscious incompetence, and that's how they start. They don't understand that they don't understand. Mm -hmm. And they immediately 
realize, especially in a market like like Mexico, where you don't have any idea how title is held and how contracts are done. So you immediately get to that second level of conscious incompetence and you're like, holy crap, I know some of this, but there's a lot I don't know. Right. So by having a great mentor that's leading you the proper way, it's not only keeping you from getting in trouble, but it's it's making your mindset stronger. It's giving you growth because otherwise you're in this fixed mindset of, I, I'm, I'm always confused. I don't know what I'm doing. And by having a great mentor, uh, you're on you're on your way to learning the right way from the start and being right. successful. Do you think you could be successful without a coach and mentor? Listen, I think everything's possible, you know, but uh, I think all you're doing is, is slowing it down. So if you were to start with no coach and mentor, you know, you have to figure out what you need to do. You have to figure out what you need to learn. Learn. You don't have the access to Ronneville University mm -hmm. and you don't have the access to somebody who's going to teach you the right way. So you're going to have to make a lot more mistakes and possibly have a lot more lessons right. in those mistakes. And those lessons and mistakes will have an effect on your mindset and put you into this fixed mindset and it'll be harder to overcome. Mm -hmm. So if you, what I tell all brand new agents is the best thing for you is to get on a team, to learn the right way and, and to work your way up right. to become an expert. Right. You know, in the U.S., here, in Australia, everywhere. It doesn't matter. All right. So if you're n not ultra experienced, you're not new, but you're, you've been in the industry for a couple of years, you've seen a great real estate market, and now you're struggling because you're selling less than half of what you did before. What do you say to those agents? Well, once, once again, those agents are probably primed to either either go outside their comfort zone and step up what their daily activities are, step up what their spend is. You know, historically, when we see a change in the market, we don't, most people, their tendency is to cut back. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to stop spending this. I'm going to stop marketing this. I'm going to stop right. doing this. When the reality is, is that they have to double down, yep. right? Or else they're going to just go in a spiral downhill. So if they don't have the skills or if they don't have the discipline or the budget, to really, really step up, they have to find a partnership. Right. They have to go somewhere, especially in this market. Don't get me wrong. If our market turns and it, it turns into a 21 and 22 again, you know, my dog could make money in real estate back then. Right. Right. I could literally teach my dog. The old, the old thing that I used to tell people is I could get my dog alone back in the day. <laughs> right. Because I'll just say he's a foreign national and they would do it. Well, that's kind of how real estate was. It was kind of like in 21 and 22 during COVID, it was the Wild West. Right. You know, all you had to do is put real estate agent on your Facebook and you were getting deals. Right. It's just not that way anymore. Right. So they need to up the effort, up the um, amount of time, and if possible, money investing into your career and all the things that will generate business and convert business. Absolutely. So, um, you were mentioning skills. How important are skills? And how do you get more skills and how do you get your existing skills better? Um, I, I would say skills are probably the top, the, the most important thing that, that any new or newer one to three year real estate agent needs to work on. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you a great example. If I'm, if I'm getting leads from somewhere or if I'm getting referrals somewhere and, and, I, don't, and I don't have the, the knowledge or the intelligence or the skill set to have a great conversation with them, my conversion rate is going to be significantly lower. So in a, in a declining market, if my conversion rate for potential leads is, you know, in the single digit percentages, you know, it's going to have a huge effect on me. Whereas if I'm able to have a conversation 
uh, fluidly, you know, the whole Malcolm Gladwell tipping point, I have mastery in it, uh, my conversion rate is going to be through the roof. So when I started in real estate, I think I was about 120 conversations to an appointment. Mm -hmm. But three years later, I was 20 conversations to appointment. So mm -hmm. if you're talking about skills and we're, and we're talking me, I was maybe 70%, it was all expired for listing appointments to listings taken. There's a big difference between me setting six appointments in 120 conversations and one, especially when I'm two listings for every three appointments that I go on. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be the difference between being very successful and withering on a vine and dying. Okay, so skills will allow you to achieve your goals faster. And if you're if you don't have the skills, you were mentioning earlier the disappointment and the frustration, and the I think that leads to the thirty percent that exit yeah. the market. Yeah. So your skill think, keep it. Think of it this way: if every time I have a conversation with somebody, they leave that conversation thinking wow, this person's really intelligent and he really understands real estate and really understands my market and I want to work with him whether I'm working with him today or in the future. What's that going to do for your mindset? Right. So if I know when I, when, I, when I leave a conversation that I had a great conversation, my mindset's going to be super, super positive, super you know, focused on I need to have more of those conversations because the more I have, the better I do and the more successful I am. But if I have... If they leave the conversation, well, you know, I really liked you, but I'm going to go with my brother's sister's brother, who's a real estate agent. It's going to have a massive effect on my mindset. And then I'm going to be way more likely to give up, yeah. right? And and quit the business and and go back to selling cars or, yeah. you know. Selling timeshare. Selling timeshare. Right. In our market, that's a real popular thing to do or move back to the U.S. or Canada. That's right. Right. And historically, timeshare salespeople that are good are really good in your that you're in your organization. Mm -hmm. You know, I know a few timeshare people that, that have become agents for Ronneval and their skill set is through the roof. Why so, is that? Why, in your opinion, why is that? It's a much harder sell for them. So if you're selling timeshare, you have this um, used car salesman type of mm -hmm. mentality where you have to close on a very, very high level. Right. So to become really, really good in timeshare, it's almost a boiler room, Glengarry, Glen Ross, mm -hmm. coffees for closers. And now if they're really, really hard and Grant Cardone-ish, they're not getting real, they're not closing a lot in timeshare, but if they're really, really hard and really skilled, they're closing a ton in timeshare. You know, use Carrie and, yeah. and Loretto is the perfect example mm -hmm. and Danya. Mm -hmm. Danya, th those two are amazing on their skills because they were at the top of their game over over there. But does that translate? I mean, selling timeshare and then selling real estate, those are two different products. I mean, you're selling in timeshare kind of air and real estate, you're selling in hard assets. Yeah, but if but the reason it translates for me is because now imagine if the only thing that they need to do is to perspective change or use some type of neurolinguistic programming and say, hey, you know, when 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 we close on the on your house, think about how happy you're going to be able to be able to entertain your family here on the holidays. Mm -hmm. They're using words that they learned in timeshare mm -hmm. that are really really powerful over here. You know that that most people aren't using when they're when they say things like. Um, you know, just imagine, or if they say things, you know, I bet you're a bit like me, you know, and this happens, they're, they're able to utilize things and have it come across in a very soft way without trying to force somebody's opinion, making them see it and change their own opinion. So Aaron, myself, I'm not a natural born salesperson. And when I hear that, I get kind of cringy, like that's salesman tactics, mm -hmm. that is not genuine. 
Um, it's self-serving. It's not serving the client or the customer's best interest. What do you have to say to that? Listen, so if, if I'm having a conversation with you in a, in a sales aspect mm -hmm. and I say, what do you understand about real estate here in Cabo San Lucas? Mm -hmm. And how did you get that information from national news or this and that? And just imagine if that's not correct and I can show you what is actually correct and what's happening in real estate here and this and that. That sounds salesy to you? No, and you're educating. So, so the, the difference is, is I could come to you and be salesy and say, no, you're wrong. This is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to put up a, a wall. Like, what? don't tell me I'm wrong. You know, the, CNN told me this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> CNN has an agenda. Mm -hmm. You know, I have an agenda. We all have an agenda. But instead of me telling you you're wrong and having some type of dissonance, I can lead you down a road for you to figure it out on your own. Mm -hmm. So change your own perspective. I don't need to change your perspective. You know, you may need to. Or, hey, I'm not sure I want to ride off on this house. And I, and I may say something along the lines of, you know, you mentioned to me that you wanted to be closed by this date and it was really, really important. And, you know, how would you feel if you if if we didn't write an offer and this house did sell right away and we didn't find another property that fits all of these parameters? Would you be okay? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not being sleazy. I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. People are scared about making transactions, doing right. these types of big transactions, and they just need to be able to figure it out on their own without somebody telling them to figure it out. I also have found and have coached our agents using past client experiences because a lot of our current clients that we're working with and past clients, they're very similar. Mm -hmm. And so it could be by profession. It could be by the family dynamic. It could be the price range. It could be the area. It could be the property type. It could be what hobbies they like. All those things are factors into what kind of property you're buying mm -hmm. and when they can relate to someone that you've serviced in the past, it's, it's, it's golden. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a testimonial. It's social proof. Right. Right. And social proof. And, and I do the exact same thing with coaching, mm -hmm. right? If, if I have a client that I'm trying to get to do something specific in their, yep. in their, in their business and they're fighting it, I say, well, you know, can I share with you or can I jump, get somebody else on a call, another agent? They had the same challenges and were able to overcome those challenges. And this is the success they're having, having now. Right. Because me telling somebody how to do something is one thing, but them seeing somebody else that's like them doing it mm -hmm. is, is a whole nother game. If I'm a real estate agent or I want to be a real estate agent um, and I see all these people on the internet, social media, they're doing videos, they're very social, mm -hmm. but I'm not social. So you're an introvert. Yeah, I'm an introvert, but I want to be a real estate agent. I want the freedom to make my schedule. I want to make a lot of money. I like houses. Mm -hmm. um, I like the process. How do I overcome that? Why would you want to? So in, in, instead, why, why would we just embrace it? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about introverts. Um, they listen better than extroverts do. They're able to absorb knowledge in a higher level and, and, and go deeper with clients. They establish much better relationships than extroverts do because when they when an introvert establishes a relationship, it's sound in their mind, right? Right. So instead of, you know, worrying about the fact that I'm an introvert, I'm gonna say, okay, what are all the things that, that introverts? What are the pluses? What are the mm. what are the great things about being an introvert? Mm. Right. And then how do I apply those into my business? And I'll mm. use, and my wife's an introvert, mm -hmm. right? Um, when we go to a big party, she's not gonna walk around and meet people because she's an introvert. 
And I'm an extrovert, obviously. So I walk around, I meet people, and then I bring them back to the conversation. And then she establishes way deeper relationships with them than I can. Because once she starts talking to them, so if I'm an introvert and maybe I've partnered up with another agent that's an extrovert, now they're doing this and I'm doing this and we become a great team. We're just like dialed in. I I know some amazing real estate agents that are that are big introverts, right. and most people that are introverts aren't. There there's a there's a there's a spot between introvert and extrovert, and there it's a, called a biovert, and most are that. You know, in some circumstances they're a little extrovert, and some they're a little introvert. Mm-hmm. But no matter what, we can use it. It's you know it's either a blessing or a lesson, right? Mm-hmm. So we can use it to our advantage, right? And if we do, then then you're gonna do you're gonna do well. But if you say, I don't want to meet anybody and I don't want to be on video and I don't want to do any on social, anything on social media and I don't want to talk to anybody, mm-hmm. then real estate may not be for you mm-hmm. because you're going to have, you can't have a contract and a check commission without a conversation. Yeah. It's impossible. It's true. I think most introverts probably that are real estate agents or want to be, they don't like the video part. And so that's what they view as being extroverted. Um, and I think you can be quote unquote, introverted and not do those videos. I like your idea of partnering with someone. So like your wife, you could have a partner that's the one that's going out, meeting people, introducing, and then the introvert is the one doing the administration work, the scheduling, all of the paperwork. and Client follow-up. Right. You know, they become the brand ambassador for you. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, I don't want to talk too much because next Friday we're going to talk a whole lot more and another coach, Hank, mm-hmm. just uh, confirmed he's going to be flying out. He's also a Tom Ferry coach. He is. Hank's an amazing Tom Ferry coach. I've learned a ton from him. He's been with Tom longer than I have. And and uh, I'm super excited to have him come join us because he's a good friend as well. All so right. Hank Cassie, looking forward to it, buddy. All right, cool. All right, Aaron, in a week, it's actually a week from today. A week from today. All right. We'll okay. see you then. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Until the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nick Fong Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Ronaval Real Estate. And follow Nick on Instagram at Nick Fong underscore Ronaval. Ready to find your Baja dream home? Check out the latest property listings at Ronaval.com or findmexicohouses.com. Hasta luego.